Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. should serve in the newness of the spirit not in the oldness of the letter we serve him because we love him not because we're afraid of his wrath afraid we're going to go to hell that if we if we mess up that he's gonna he's gonna squash us like a bug and send us into the fires of hell no 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 we we serve him because of the enabling power of his grace not from obligation not because of a legal covenant with him Do you ever feel like you're serving God out of fear? That if you don't do everything just right, you'll be punished? In today's message, Pastor Robert talks about how God wants us to serve Him out of love, not fear. When we serve God because we love Him, it changes everything. He has saved us, so we follow Him because He is good. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Romans chapter 7 as he continues his message, Spiritual Leadership. When I was a boy, my dad owned a small construction company. He he employed usually about three or four men full-time. And those men would do anything for my dad. Travel just about anywhere he asked them to and attempt attempt almost anything. We did some crazy stuff. I worked for him as a child. We did some crazy stuff. Things that OSHA would frown upon. You know what I'm saying? Occupational Safety and Health Administration. I think that's what that stands for. Crazy stuff. But those men were were loyal to my dad, not because he paid them extremely well. He didn't. He he paid them the average wage for our area and and the work that, that they did. But when there wasn't any work, and you know, in the construction industry, you go through dry seasons, right? You go through times when there's just not, there's just not any work. When the other small builders were sending their crews home, no paycheck, no work, my dad continued to pay his crew. They got paid until he ran out of money because he always put the needs of his employees and their families above turning a profit. Now, listen, that's a terrible business practice. If, if you're just looking at business principles, my dad went broke. He did. He went broke, lost everything. Everything had to take his truck to the bank and, and turn it. I mean, he, he was humiliated. But he was the last to reach that point. He survived long enough that his employees were able to get other jobs and move on. He was, 
the last one to get paid there toward the end. It's an awesome example of spiritual leadership. He led his men by example because he actually cared about them. He cared about their families. He cared about their children. And he, he demonstrated it. Now, consequently, he didn't have a group of men who were focused only on his rules, the letter of the law, the oldness of the letter, as the Bible worded it here. No, no, no. They were focused on being loyal to him. They loved him. Do you know what I just said? They actually loved their boss? The Bible tells us here, we have died to what we were held by. Ephesians chapter 2 describes the law as commandments contained in ordinances. And here the Bible tells us that we died to those commandments. Now listen, not in the sense that the commandments were invalidated, that's a mistake to think that way. Jesus stated clearly that the, that the commandments were not invalidated. They were fulfilled, but not invalidated. No, no, no. We died to those commandments in, in the sense that we're no longer held by the commandments. No, no, no. Now, now we're held by him. He, he tells us repeatedly, God, our father, that it's his intention that his law should be written on our hearts. And that's exactly what we're talking about here, that we should serve in the newness of the spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. We serve him because we love him, not because we're afraid of his wrath, afraid we're going to go to hell, that if we, if we mess up, that he's going he, he's gonna to squash us like a bug and send us into the fires of hell. No, 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 we... We serve him because of the enabling power of his grace, not from obligation, not because of a legal covenant with him. As usual, I have three points. The first one, God wants children, not employees. God wants children, not employees. He doesn't, he doesn't want a bunch of robots or, or a bunch of slaves or a bunch of soldiers or a bunch of employees. He wants Kids who love him. If love for God motivates me to honor him, then I don't think about finding legal loopholes in an effort to work around, you know, the exacting requirements of his law. I'm not trying to find a workaround. I'm not trying to identify his minimum requirements for my conduct. Instead, I want to give him my first and my best, always out of love and gratitude. But does this transition, because the Bible describes it as a transition from this legal covenant relationship with God through the law over to an intimate, personal relationship with him through Christ, does that transition imply that the law is bad? See, that's the question the Bible is going to ask us next. It's like, it's like consider this. Does, does that mean the law is evil? Romans chapter 7, verse 7, as we continue, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. Certainly not. On the contrary, the Bible says, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. What, what is he saying? What he's saying is he would not have recognized that that's evil. You realize it's evil to want somebody else's stuff? 
you're rich and I'm not, so you should give me some of what you have. No, 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 the Bible says that's, that's foolish. It's sin. But the Apostle Paul says, I wouldn't have realized that what I was doing is wrong, and except for the fact that the law said, hey, dude, that's wrong. It's wrong. I had a kid in my small group going back now 35 years ago whose father was a heroin dealer and taught him that he was an idiot to ever pay for anything that would fit in his pocket. He said, why would you pay for toothpaste? He said, well, just distract and steal. And he said, I was taught to live that way growing up. Listen, so many people, maybe you were. I mean, I've taught, depending on where you were raised, depending on the circumstances of the country, the culture in which you endured childhood, that may have been what you were taught because it's the only way you were going to survive. But the Bible says it's sin. The Bible, it's, it's interesting to me that the Bible says, you know, nobody condemns a thief for stealing bread when he's hungry, but he still has to pay back sevenfold what he stole. I mean, it's still sin. It's still wrong. It's still wrong. It may be understandable, but it's still wrong. And the Bible says, I wouldn't have realized it, but, but the law confronted it. Verse 8, but sin taking opportunity by the commandment produced in me all manner of evil desire. Now, that one gets misread sometimes. It's not the law producing the evil desire. Sin produces the evil desire. But it uses the law as an instrument in bringing it about, which is kind of fascinating in a way, right? Sin taking opportunity by the commandment produced in me all manner of evil desire because apart from the law, sin was dead. I was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. There's so much to learn and appreciate from the Book of Romans. Paul wrote this letter to the church in Rome, even though he'd never met those people. This is how it can be with ministry over the radio too. People are touched by God's Word, even if you haven't met in person. For those who do live nearby Miami, we invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. We offer Spanish translation for the 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. services. If you're not able to join us in person, join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. If these messages have been an encouragement to your heart, would you let us know? Give us a call at 305 531 2730. When you call, also let us know how we can be lifting you up in prayer. That number again is 305 531 2730. 
Thanks so much for listening to God's Word today. We trust it has blessed your soul and renewed you in a special way. That's it for today, but please come back next time right here on Main Thing Radio.